What's up, pals? Welcome to episode 57 of Super Nerd Pals. In this episode, we have a DC Comics extravaganza for you. We discuss we discuss all the reveals for DC Rebirth, revealed at WonderCon this past weekend, as well as our impromptu backdoor, totally mean to do it, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice spoiler cast. This episode was a fun one to record, and we hope you enjoy it. One more thing, don't forget, in two days, that's right, Friday, April 1st, we release another episode of Anime is Weird. If you hadn't checked out the first two episodes yet, it's available on our SoundCloud page as well as our website, supernerdpals.com and soundcloud.com slash supernerdpals. So check it out and get ready for a super big surprise on Friday. Alright, pals. Thanks a lot, and enjoy the episode. So we're recording now? Yep. Yeah, we're recording. so, back in the day, as an eight-year-old boy, I didn't know who the hell Spider-Man 2099 was. I didn't read comic books, but I thought his costume was really cool. And my dad got a new computer. That was one of those big ass CRT like. It's not new anymore. Yeah, not new anymore. <laughs> By the time it was new, right? And he had a word processor on there, and I was like, "Holy crap! I can type words on this thing." So I was like, "Let me write the origin story of Spider-Man 2099 as an eight-year-old child." And I'm and I found it over the weekend, and I'm going to do a dramatic reading of. Spider-Man 29's origin, 2099's origin story from my eight-year-old brain. All right, you guys ready? <laughs> ready. ready. <clears throat> Spider-Man 2099. It was a dark and stormy night. Spider-Man was watching TV. Lightning struck the TV and it zapped Spider-Man. Got thrown in time to 2099. Spider-Man was floating on top of his building. He regained consciousness. He fell 20 stories. 20 minutes later, he woke. He was laying in the ditch. <laughs> For 20 minutes. Anyway. He awoke. He had a new suit. That's how he got his new suit. All right. Boom. The ground shook. Spider-Man ran like the wind. There was a crack in the ground. Deathpool came up from the ground. See, I also I also fit in the Deadpool origin because I because I knew his name was Deadpool, but I couldn't figure out why the fuck he was called. Why I had pool in his name, so I figured he's like a pool of water. And I thought his name was Death. Death to be pool. honest, Deathpool sounds a lot better, actually. I, I like it a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> he fought Spider-Man 1! Oh, well, I guess I'll be fighting in 2099. There you go. That's the story of Spider-Man 2099. And that's when Stan knew, I'm gonna be a writer. <laughs> yes. So, Stan, what's the follow-up issue, man? What's the, what's the next Damn, chapter? I don't know. Maybe, <sighs> like, Deathpool oozes back out of the ground and, like... <laughs> Maybe I thought he was Hydro Man. Is he like a pool of death? I don't know. That's why maybe he was like a water ninja and he just like just like came around. Do you remember typing that? I do. I remember my dad's computer. Like he he had this office that he that he came into and he had a big computer. And so like after school I would hang out in the office and I'd play on his computer and he had Doom, the original Doom on the computer. Um, Solitaire, which I didn't know. I don't know. I had to fucking play. But you know how to fucking play Doom. Uh, hell yeah, I know how to play Doom. <laughs> Doom scared the shit out of me as a kid, but you better believe I played the shit out of that. And the word processor, where I like 
made processed made up, words, processed words, made up little stories and stuff. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> this is Super Nerd Pals episode fifty-seven. I'm Andy Karasquillo. I'm Stan Gadersky, and I'm Chris Sampson. And welcome to the episode. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that was a that was a little interesting fun fact about Stan we learned. <laughs> yeah. Stan, did you Instagram that amazing drawing that goes I, with I, the that goes with the story? Will. Oh well, I like how he's like he's very like accepting of the fact that he's been uplifted from his time and like beat by Deathpool. He's just like, oh well, I guess I'll be fighting in twenty ninety nine. I wish I had that kind of optimism when I woke up in the morning. Like, oh well, <laughs> I guess I just have to go to school. Yeah, I guess I just have to have my day in twenty sixteen. <laughs> There was a there was a lot of twenties in there. Twenty ninety nine. He fell twenty stories. He, he like unconscious. Was unconscious for twenty for minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, See well, a repetitive well, theme here. Yeah, very poetic for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Some news. <laughs> Some news. Some news. Chris so or Andy, somebody hit me with the news. This week they showed all the all the DC rebirth. Well. Most of the DC Rebirth. I don't know if they're going to do more. Yeah, this, is, was a lot this is during uh, WonderCon in California, I think. Yeah, they had like a panel and they brought out a bunch of creators and they announced a bunch of new titles, new creative teams. They set up basically what we can expect for the next year. And It's a like, huge event. Yeah, lots of new books, relaunches. Lots of shit. Lots of shakeups. <laughs> a new price. I think for schedule. some listeners, uh, especially for me, because I get confused about it a lot too. Like, what exactly is the purpose of DC Rebirth? Because right now they're still in the New Fifty Two. The, the a lot of titles are gonna about to hit fifty. Um, a lot of them already did, like Superman, Aquaman, Batman, um, Action Comics, Batgirl's next issue. I think is fifty, and so I think. They're all going to go up to issue 52, and that's when Rebirth is... Actually, if you do the math, uh, Nightwing would have been hitting 52. Would have been hitting 50 also, not 52. Yeah. But um, because they split it up to uh, from like Nightwing to Grayson, Grayson's on almost issue 20 now. So I think, I think their next issue is 20, so it would be hitting 30. I mean 50. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, you got the list of the books that they announced? All right. First one, Action Comics, uh, written by Dan Jurgens, And it's going to fall. It's going to come right out of Superman, Lois, and Clark, which I unfortunately skipped because I was like, this is not my, this is not the main continuity of Superman, so I don't really care about his story. But apparently, according to the news coming out of Rebirth, pre-Flashpoint, pre-New 52, post-Crisis, that little era, that like '90s, early aughts Superman is the, the, going to be the main Superman of the DC universe again going forward. Um, it's going to go back to its original numbering. It's going to start with number nine fifty-seven, and unless I'm mistaking, Dan Jurgens, he he wrote Death and Return of Superman, or at least the Death Death of Superman. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Death and Rebirth. Yeah, did he do both? Uh, fact checking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It looks mm. like. Okay. 
There we go. All right, so yeah, so he's like a pretty important Superman writer from the '90s, and he's back. And Action Comics going back to the original numbering. He's got a new suit. It looks a little bit like a mix of his classic costume and the new Fifty Two costume. He doesn't have he doesn't have his undies anymore on the outside. Um, he's got cuffs. He's got this nice little red belt. No collar. So it's a little bit of a mix. The most interesting to me, the most interesting thing to me about this is, besides pre pre New Fifty Two Superman coming back, is Lex in the super in like a Superman armor, and sort of like being at odds with this version of Superman. They didn't really announce exactly what's happening to New Fifty Two Superman. I think he's gonna die after Dark Side War, and I think he's gonna give Lex the Superman mantle. Or either that or Lex is going to decide on his own to take up the mantle. But I haven't been following Justice League, but I feel like Superman might come around on Lex. And be well, like, e- e-. when I was reading, when I was still reading Dark Side War, I think it was like issue, I dropped off at like issue 43, 44. Uh, at the time, like their relationship was still tenuous, but Supes and Lex were like almost buddy-buddy. Yeah, they were uh, kind of teaming up a lot yeah. before before he became like negative Superman. Exactly, exactly. So I, I, I again, I fell off. So by I assume me too that you know they 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 came to understanding, and I would I would I think that's a really interesting direction they could take it. Like Superman, he's like, on his last dying breath. He gives he like gives like his shield to or the mantle to. To Lex I, and Lex is like, I will honor your memory. I will be superior Superman. Exactly, and no, then so- and then and then like uh the pre fifty two, pre Flashpoint Superman. He's like, what? No, I'm Superman. You're Lex Luthor. You're evil. We're gonna we're gonna rumble. Superman's mine. The, the mantle's always mine. And they're gonna, yeah. So so what like think. what I'm thinking is that like to what you're saying, Chris. I feel like Superman might be like because Lex is also from Metropolis. So he might be like, keep Metropolis safe, because he might be the only one who can besides Superman. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what Lex is like. I already got this, and he's like, maybe he already had the suit, like just waiting for the day to pull it out. Um, I love the fact that it looks like his green um, Luthor armor that he was wearing in Justice League, but it's blue. It's got the red, the Superman shield, and he's got a red cape now. I think that's super awesome. Um, and I feel like I, I kind of want to take the direction of like Dan Slott's Superior Spider-Man, where it's Doc Ock as Spider-Man, but he wants to do it better. I feel like that if Lex takes that direction, I'd be I'd be really happy. And it looks like from what I can see in the, of Action Comics, they might share. They might be like I don't think Lex is necessarily um, the villain here, especially since you see the one of the images is kind of doomsday in between them and i feel like they're gonna have like this sort of odd they're gonna be at odds with each other but i don't necessarily think that they're going to be i feel like they're kind of gonna be like partners in a way it'll like i feel like it's gonna be like lethal weapon yeah you know <laughs> like one's loose cannon and one's like ah, oh, i'm too old for this shit you know like that's gonna be that's gonna be a pre-flashpoint superman and then it's just gonna be like them getting into like wacky situations and trying to handle this, the the problems in, in their own respective ways. And I'm like, I really hope that it's not a villainous Lex. I feel like I, I love the direction of Lex been taking in Justice League and I want that to continue. And I want him to be like 
almost like a lethal protector of Metropolis and then being at odds with Superman. But Superman can't really do anything because he's also a hero. You know, like Lex is kind of a hero, so he can't, he's almost untouchable, but that tension's there. Also, the Superman doesn't have any of the powers as the new 52 Superman. Oh, that's like true. Any of the new ones, he's not like gonna the be Supernova a... or... Yeah. The solar, there another the power solar, he has? Yeah, the solar flare. Solar flare or whatever. Yeah. He's like kryptonite or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the latest iteration, like, um, he got his powers back because he has... Like, he's not powered by the sun, but, like, the... the in order to di- repair his body, like there's like kryptonite in his body that gives him new powers it's like it's some crazy explanation from like ep- issue like 48 or 49 of action comics i don't know it's just like kryptonite in his blood and it gives him new powers now so yeah so who knows what's gonna happen to him but um i'm really excited for action comics i'm really excited to see lex like take up the mantle of superman and and i am also interested in the return of pre flashpoint um I wasn't following comics when pre-Flashpoint was was a thing. I kind of picked it up with the New 52. That's when I started really collecting comics around the time of Forever Evil. Same. So I'm going to have to go back and read Lois and Clark now because that's going to be the Superman that's going to lead into the rebirth. And But I'm, I've am i been like itching to read a Superman comic book and follow a Superman comic, and I think Action Comics is going to be the one. I'm not a fan of Superman, but just the idea of him and like Lex being Superman in the same book kind of almost have to read it just to see the shenanigans yeah and i'm i'm you, you know me I'm a, I'm a superman fan and so i'm a lex luthor fan and like i i'm super excited for this book and to see what the, where they go with this yeah for me um i've always tried to find like a good entry point to action comics and between like superman doomed and all these other crossovers i could never really find a like a good spot but now since everything's going back to like number one or, or just the reboot the rebirth is just like this clean slate you know and the this premise of just like the unsteady truce between lex and soups it sounds so awesome so i'm definitely on board for this yeah and so the next one is all-star batman written by scott snyder and art by john romita jr chris tell me about all-star batman um, so this is from the IGN article uh, that also reported about this. So um, Snyder's being replaced, um, and you know Snyder's been writing Batman for what, like eight, nine years. It's been a long time already. But um, uh, so, but he still has some other stories to tell, uh, and he also wants to explore other villains and this new book will allow him to allow him that creative freedom and there's this amazing quote and this sold me completely so it says quote one story teased was batman dragging two-face across the country with mad mask oh i'm sorry with mad max-esque mayhem descending down upon them along the way so uh, it's two-face and batman in a road trip and i don't know who's after them but they're just they're just destroying all the highways all the cities in their wake it sounds awesome i i need this title right now also one of the uh the pictures says my own worst enemy and there's a silhouette of penguin catwoman freeze two-face and poison ivy yeah uh, I was gonna say I love Scott Snyder's uh, work on Batman. I love John Romita Jr.'s art, so this is definitely like an easy sell for me. I'm I'm really excited to to check this out. I don't know if I'm gonna follow. They definitely have me hooked at least for the first issue. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be great. Like Snyder, everything he touches is gold. So, um, but I am I am pretty sad that like the legendary team between Snyder and Capullo is no more. 
Um, but you know, things change. Yeah. Batgirl, man, Batgirl got the biggest shakeup I think for for me personally, besides the Superman news. Um, Babs Tar, Cameron Stewart, Brandon Fletcher, the like central creators for the the new Batgirl Burnside sort of direction that the book has taken. They're leaving the the series and. Um, Cameron Stewart and Babs Tarr, their last issue of Batgirl is 50, which is the next one. And then Fletcher's going to be writing until 52. And then there's going to be a completely new creative team going forward with Batgirl. Um, it's going to be written by Hope Larson. And um, apparently she's going to be going to Asia and she's going to be backpacking across, across the country and trying to train and make herself a better superhero. And so... I think that's interesting. Um, it, it reminds me a little bit of when Bruce went to go train with, with Ra's al Ghul before becoming Batman, that sort of thing. So I think that'll be interesting. I, I'm really shocked to see because I feel like their their tenure on Batgirl came to an end so suddenly. Like, I just found out yesterday that this happened, that, that, that they're leaving in the next issue, which is, which is crazy. I wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah, so, like, what they said was that... Um, in, in the IGN article that um, not all the creators agreed with the new shipping schedule for the books. It's going to be twice monthly. And so presumably maybe they, the creators of Batgirl weren't not the creators, but like the, the creative team on Batgirl wasn't able to handle it, or they just decided they wanted to work on creator own stuff. Whatever the case may be completely new team for Batgirl. Um, I'm, I guess they'll be going to a number one, like a, like a complete, new number one starting after it 52 should. yeah so um it's, it's still gonna be 299 all the books are gonna be 299 so Woo! so i'm probably still gonna be following batgirl um i am sad to see them go but i'm kind of happy that i'm gonna have the complete run yeah because i start i started with with the first uh burnside issue and i'll have i'll have all all their their stuff yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a chance you know i, I can't not give it a chance so we'll see the creator, the creative team said that the new, the new stuff is going to be good, just as good. So I have, I have high hopes for it. Also, Batgirl is going to be Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, so she's going to get a second book where she's with um, Huntress, Black Canary, and apparently, um, spoiler, I think. I don't really care about the Birds of Birds of Prey, so I'm probably not going to be following this um, unless it it's completely blows blows me away. But um, Batgirl for sure. There's a uh, Batman Beyond coming. Back with the Terry McGinnis. Hell yes. So hyped for this. Yeah, I could not I get into Tim Drake, Batman Beyond. Like, Terry's always going to be my Batman Beyond. And um, I'm, I'm excited they're, he's coming back. Yeah. Um, I know the last time they did a Batman Beyond story, it was, like, pretty grim on why, uh, why things with Bruce and Dick went downhill. And I'm just very interested in what this book is going to show. Also, um... If you notice, it's it's also by Dan Jurgens too, yeah. who's doing Ashen Comics. So it'll be interesting to see how his take on on future Batman. Yeah, I know it's gonna be pretty awesome. The other uh, person on it is Bernard Chung, or Chang. Yeah, it's and it's coming in September. Yep. So I wonder if he's gonna be in the future, or if he's gonna be in the present. <laughs> I'm. I don't care. I'm getting it. <laughs> uh, the main Batman book and Batman Rebirth is being helmed. Or, and written by Tom King. Hold, hold mm. on. Let me let me just start with this shit. Tom King, right? Uh, he writes all of the Grayson 
like all the Grayson content. So, <laughs> so fuck. DC's really shaking things up, you know. That's he's in a Batman book. <laughs> but yeah, so in in this new book, uh, Batman has a brand new costume. It's it's the costume that he's been he wore as of the Batman Fifty. As mm. soon as he came back to to fight Bloom, he um he's got this new 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 costume that's like this bat, bat symbol and it's got this little yellow outline around it. It looks really it looks cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, art is by um, David Finch and Mikhail uh, Janin Janin. Um, not sure how to pronounce. It, I'm sorry, but uh, David Finch. I love his art. I love his pencil so much. Um, so I'm really excited. Anything David Finch is amazing. Like um, I was really hooked onto Finch's Moon Knight, and I think he 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 worked on uh, Wonder Woman as well. So re- highly recommend that. Um, and IGN also reported that Tom King he, he said he's gonna draw on experiences, uh, his experiences uh, in the CIA um, as part of the story. And it's gonna be a pretty personal story, so like that's crazy. Uh, I don't like the, my first thought was like like international terrorist angles, like with um what's it called, Batman Incorporated with Morrison. Uh, he incorporated the bat or Batman Incorporated was fight fighting Leviathan, which is basically like an anti-Batman terrorist organization, and um. So there, that could be that, or it could be a lot more like subterfuge, covert reconnaissance and intelligence, and maybe it could be more of like an undercover story. I don't know, but that that sounds really awesome. If you if you look at the the cover for the Batman, I don't know if this is Batman or Batman Rebirth because they're both in the same tweet that DC put out. But the two heroes that are behind Batman, they have like bees on their chest i think but it looks like the superman shield yeah yeah but um, like really really fancy cursive script yeah Uh, it's like calligraphy yeah and like the superman shield is what's throwing me off because um i'm gonna another call back to speeding bullets but when kal-el slash bruce wayne puts on the superman costume at the end of the book it looks a little bit like this but blue and red so I'm wondering if these are Kryptonians, and maybe Batman's training Kryptonians, which would be That'd fucking be crazy. I I know there's also like Jim on the side and Damien in the corner, looking like he working in the back. Cave. Wait, is that Damien or is that isn't that one of the? That looks like Duke. Yeah, that oh, looks like is Duke. it Duke? That That's actually Duke, is yeah. Duke. Yeah. Duke. I don't know from, from far away. He kind of looks like Damien. Uh, Damien. So, yeah. There's a new Blue Beetle by Benjamin Percy. I'm not, I'm not really a big Blue Beetle fan. I don't know if you guys are. Uh, nah. I've seen him on and off on like the animated universe TV shows. So that's that's basically my knowledge of Blue Beetle. Okay. Cyborg's getting a new series by John Semper Jr. Deathstroke's getting an ongoing by Christopher Priest. And Detective Comics, just like Action Comics, is going back to the original numbering. Um, it's going to be issue 934 in june and it's written by james james Tyrion, tinian fourth T- yeah tinian the fourth yeah <laughs> uh the premise for this is uh pretty interesting um uh james he wants to create the the ideal team batman book so with this one the premise is uh batman and batwoman they're running a batman boot camp together 
and they're basically putting spoiler Tim Drake, Cassandra Kane, um, and Clayface. Clayface. Yeah, so I was like, okay. Um, and and Tim Drake's back in the Robin costume, mm-hmm. which yeah. is interesting. So that means he leaves his Red Robin mantle. And he comes. Isn't that kind of like a a, a demotion? <laughs> I, I think it is. I think it is. He's still the world's second greatest detective, so fuck it. And Cassandra Kane um, was an assassin. I think she was part of the League of Assassins, and then she became Batgirl in pre-Flashpoint. And I know they just recently introduced her into the New 52 universe. And so for her to uh, now be trained by Batman and Batwoman is pretty interesting. Yeah, like her... I think if I'm correct, her biggest claim to fame, which her like, uh, she had a huge role in uh, like No Man's Land, but I'm, I don't recall what other pre-Flashpoint titles she's in. But I know No Man's Land at least was huge. Yeah. And there's Flash by Joshua Williamson. Uh, Chris, do you want to tell us the premise of Flash? Yeah, and Flash. So there's this new crazy speed force storm that strikes a whole bunch of new people so a whole bunch of new people are become speedsters some of them are good some of them are bad some of them are like gray and apparently there's this brand new villain called godspeed that's gonna appear and that name alone just sounds really badass he sounds kind of like a serial killer which would be crazy if he was like a a speedster serial killer you imagine that kill people real quick it was real Real quick. Surgical. Without... Yeah, surgical. Exactly. Surgical speed. Hell yeah. Uh, Green Arrow is getting a new series by Benjamin Percy. So that means Percy's doing two two storylines. What else is he doing? You said his name earlier. Did I? Yeah. He's doing... Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'm just... No, oh, Blue yeah, Beetle. yeah. Blue Beetle. So he's doing Blue Beetle and Green, Green Arrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, let me, let me take a step back. You interested in Flash? Hell yeah! Chris, you interested in Flash? Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Are you got either of you guys interested in Detective Comics? Um, I'm thinking about it. Detective Comics, to me, like, they're always big. Well, they used to be always big on, like, the more horror, supernatural kind of elements of of Batman. But, I mean, now, now that... Uh, James is gonna do something completely different. I mean, I'll 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 check it out. Um, you know, just the just the idea of like a Batman boot camp sounds pretty awesome. So yeah, I'm, I just want to see Tim Drake back in the Robin suit. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna. I'm absolutely gonna follow Action Comics, Detective Comics. I might like check out here and there, but I think I'm only gonna really pick up issue 1000 when it hits. Um, Flash, I'm, I'm really excited about too. Um, the art looks pretty cool. And so I'm, I'll at least check out the first issue of that, too. I, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of Green Arrow. I'm definitely picking up Green Arrow. <laughs> uh, I'm, like, man on Green Arrow right now. You're man on Green Arrow? Yeah. Okay. Green Lanterns by Sam Humphreys and Jeff Johns. This is going to be um, with Jessica Cruz and the other... What's the other... Simon Simon Baz? Is, is that his name? Chris? Uh, hold on, I'm looking it up. Oh, yes, uh, it's Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz, or B-A-Z. Yeah, so they're going to be starring in a Green Lanterns book called The Green Lanterns, and um, 
and the red the red lanterns in this book are are, are the villains yeah that's that's what's interesting to me because i i am really interested in picking up a green lanterns book and i might check this one out because i i like the idea of jessica cruz and simon baz teaming up because they're kind of the rookie green lanterns compared I'm, to the other ones i mentioned this to stan earlier not really a fan of uh what's his name simon baz simon baz's suit you kind of look like kick-ass <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I'm, so, like, I'm interested because they are... She was originally the successor to Power Ring, so she becomes a full, fully-fledged Green Lantern as a rebirth. Um, the Red Lanterns being the villains is what's kind of tripping me up because as far as I can remember, the Red Lanterns ended um, with them kind of being heroic characters. And I know Atrocitus is coming back, and so that could be why they're villains, but I spent entire... I invested so much, like interest in red lanterns when guy gardner was leading them and they were like trying to be heroic and they were the they were the protectors of sector 2184 and so to have them go back to being villains again seems kind of like a back step for me and the fact that guy gardner is just going to be a green lantern again because i really loved him as a red lantern it just seems kind of like a step back like he personally for me and like this goes into the next one because the other um lantern series is how jordan and the green lanterns in the Green Lantern Corps, Guy Gardner is going to be a part of this Green uh, Green Lantern Corps book with Hal Jordan, but it's Hal Jordan's book, and also John Stewart's going to be it, and also Kyle Katar- Kyle Katarn is that? No, that's the fucking Jedi from fucking <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Outcast, <laughs> Kyle Rayner, fucking Kyle Katarn. Kyle I wish he was in this shit. <laughs> Kyle Rayner. So there's going to be all these fucking Green Lanterns, and it's like Guy Gardner is going to be like lost in the shuffle you know like when he was a red lantern he was at least the only like earth red lantern he was like the leader of the team he had this cool ass mustache <laughs> and so to, to have him just go back to being like clean shaven in the green lantern core following how jordan's orders so stan stan likes his green lanterns with mustaches well red lanterns with mustaches and aquamans with beards yes come on listen guy Gardner as red lantern was like the best version of Guy Gardner for me because I didn't give a fuck about Guy Gardner and then he became the leader of the the Red Lanterns and then he I feel like his personality like blew up for me and I was like so interested and so to have the Red Lanterns be villains again to have Guy Gardner be like one of Hal Jordan's cronies it just feels like a complete backstep for me so I'm interested but I'm cautious what do you think Chris I mean the books are what two ninety nine. You just, just yeah. it's not five dollars. You just pick up the first issue. If that's you don't true. like it, just that's it, true. Marvel, they're not five dollar <laughs> books. Yeah, free issue ones. DC, DC, so uh, DC was listening to you, man. Yeah, man, that long, like 20, 30 minute fucking complaint. I, <laughs> the rant I did on Dark Knight three, maybe, maybe somebody heard. <laughs> um, and yeah, and our thing. New Year's Eve episode. Yeah, like. My, I mean, we've made these runs several times. Yeah, like we we really don't like expensive comic books. Um, so the the books all being two ninety nine is really good if you want to experiment, try something new. So that's probably what I'll do. I'll check out the Green Lantern books and see if I want to continue any of them. Uh, next, you got a uh, Harley Quinn by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. So, uh, Stan, I don't know team. anything about Harley Quinn, but you're you're saying that it's the same same creative team as before, right? 
it's essentially the same creative team. The artist is different. Um, she's got a new look now, which is more in line with the Suicide Squad movie. And apparently she's... This book is, even though it says, DC tweeted that it's going to be new Harley Quinn coming in August, it's not apparently part of Rebirth. So I think it's going to be the same continuity as the previous Harley Quinn book, which I fell off of because it went nowhere and it had no real plot and it was kind of annoying to read. And so the fact that it's the same, the same writers doesn't bode well for my interest in this book i like harley quinn as a character right and i was really excited to follow the book and i have i had i have issue zero i have issue one i got issue one signed you know like i'm not i like her new look i like i like her new look in the book but i just i can't i don't like the fact that she's like still doing the same thing like nothing nothing special and she's just like chilling in coney island yeah more or less and apparently she's gonna they're gonna be focusing on a team-up element which just says to me that they kind of don't have any original ideas for her so meh. 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 and that comes out yeah august, august. Uh, next in the list you have the hellblazer uh so constantine john constantine um by Simon Oliver and Justin Moritat. That comes out in, on July 20th. And according to IGN, um, John Constantine teams up with Swamp Thing to save Abby Arcane. So it sounds really similar to... I mean, I know some of the greatest... That was like the plot line to... Um, or when uh, Alan Moore was writing on Swamp Thing, which is like Alan Moore... like revolutionized Swamp Thing back in the day. So, I don't know... I mean, I... My knowledge is really... Eh? Like, uh, really flimsy, but... It sounds really similar to those classic storylines, so I don't know if that's, like, a, a, a remake, or, like, she just gets kidnapped again, and just, like, Princess Peach and Bowser. I, I don't know. But, yeah, so that comes out in July. Uh... Next next book up is Justice League by Tony S. Daniel and Fernando Pessar Yeah, and so with this one's coming out in July. Um it looks like July your 6th. standard Justice League yeah. It looks like your standard Justice League team except the Green Lanterns are Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz and pre Flashpoint Superman, which is again gonna be the main Superman of the rebirth um rebirth. Um, I notice that Lex is not part of the Justice League anymore. You know what's going to be interesting about this? Didn't Superman and Diana have a thing? Yeah, pre uh, so, New Fifty Two Di- Diana. So, so yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was saying to you earlier. It's going to be Shit. interesting to have. Pre- There's going to be some drama. Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting to have pre pre Flashpoint Superman in the fold. It's going to be like a reality TV show. Yeah, and then like not having New Fifty Two <laughs> Superman because. There was Superman, Wonder Woman, and they were together. And Lois Lane and Clark were not on, not friendly. <laughs> and so having pre-Flashpoint Superman come in and have Lois Lane as his wife, have Jonathan White as his son, and then like it is Superman, it is Batman, but it's like all these heroes of the New Fifty Two universe don't know who the fuck pre-Flashpoint Superman is. Pre-Flashpoint Superman doesn't know any of these fucking guys either, even though they're the same people that he knew. So it's gonna be interesting to see like how how are they gonna fix that? Like what's what's gonna gonna happen? Also, Justice League team has no Green Arrow. Wow, that's true. No love for the Green Arrow. Jeez. 
Yeah, well, they, I, they got two Green Lanterns. So. Yeah. <laughs> they got enough green on the team. Um, they just swapped it out. I'm going to have to... I fell off of Justice League because Dark Side War was taking way too long for me. But I might have to go back and pick up the trade like if it comes out before Rebirth because I need to find out what's happening with Luthor, why... What happened with Captain Cold? Like, is Bat God still Bat God? Like, yeah. yeah, like they they did that whole flash forward at the beginning when Luthor took over the team when he was just running the team, and so it's like, what, like, what happened? Is that gonna like be erased now? And I don't know, man. Like, I need to find out what happened. And also, speaking of Bat God, Justice League Fifty right before Rebirth is when we're gonna find out Joker's true identity, which is interesting. Whew. Can't wait. Yeah, I'll probably pick that issue up. Just League America doesn't really have uh, any announced creative team. There's New Superman by Gene Lun Gang. Um, and th- this is interesting because um, like, it throws a wrench into the giant ball of Superman continuity. What What's going on? Question mark thingamabob. Because uh, in, in this, uh, you have... Uh, what's his name? Um, okay, here we go. The new Superman is it's written by Gene Yang, with artist Victor Bogdanovich, and it features a Chinese man named Kenji Kong, and he's just a normal guy who ends up with Superman's powers. We don't know how he got them, but in a, another article, it's not IGN, but it was. Um, comic book resources they said su- having superman's powers has an effect on his heart they didn't say if it's like a positive or negative effect so i feel like to me when i read that it's like okay maybe his heart literally can't handle the strain of having superman's strength and power um or maybe he was a complete asshole and then like <laughs> maybe maybe lex has the superman powers too and like this dude has the same thing, and maybe that's why Lex is still rocking the suit. Maybe, or or maybe New Fifty Two Superman loses his powers, and they somehow transfer like the fucking Iron Fist to this guy, <laughs> and then he gets the powers. And so maybe New Fifty Two Superman isn't dead; he's just has no powers, Powerless. and he's like a regular guy now. Or maybe like, I don't uh, know what's going on? Maybe New Fifty Two Superman and uh. Post Flashpoint Superman are gonna like fusion dance <laughs> <laughs> or Potara, maybe. Yeah, but uh, but new Superman comes out July thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm interested in, in to see how it shapes up. Um, but like I said before, I'm mostly interested in Lex and Superman. I'll check out issue one. Yeah, I don't see why the, not. The, the art style is know. really interesting. It, it reminds me more of a manga than a, than a, like a Western style comic book. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if the sketch is just incomplete or it's meant to be drawn like that, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just has a very anime manga ish feel to it. So. Yeah, yeah. What, what do this we is know? all you. This is all Next. you. Oh yeah, this is me. <laughs> Nightwing's coming back. Whew. And he got some new suit. He's back to the black and blue. Black and blue. And uh, it's Tim Seeley still, which I'm very excited for. And that comes out also July 13th. Can't wait for this shit. I like that. 
I like the fact that Batgirl and Batman are on the cover too. So I'm like, I'm hoping uh, they get a little Bat family in the beginning there. I'm loving the way the new suit looks. It looks very it's, clean. Yeah. It's, uh, it feels more like Batman suit minus the cape. That's true. Yeah. What's the first art called, it's, Chris? Uh, it, it sounds really badass. It's called Better Than Batman. So, so I don't like Grayson. Grayson goes like full hotline Grayson. He tries to take back Barbara. <laughs> he tries to like, you know, knock off Batman from the mantle. He's like, you, 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 you know, you don't deserve it. Get out of here. And I like what the the covers are doing with the uh, with the blue. It's like it's like highlighting the blue very like bright. Well, everything else is kind of dark. It's like v- yeah. it's like very and 80s. So like, it's like very neonish 80s look. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you see the the first issue, it's got uh, Grayson on it. It's got Batman, Barbara, Damien, and isn't that a Court of Owl guy? Yep. Friend in the background. So, yeah, like I like that the whole Bat family is on the cover, and I'm interested in checking it out. I can't wait I'm for this sure shit. That, yeah. So the next book after that is Red Hood and the Outlaws. Uh, interesting. It looks like Bizarro's joining the Outlaws. Yeah, or he's trying to kill Bizarro. Or, or both. I don't know. <laughs> he's gonna be in the Outlaws somewhere. That's coming back in July, and it's by Scott Lobdell and Dexter Soy. Then there's Suicide Squad by Philip Tan, Jim Lee, and Rob Williams. It looks like they're going to make the team more like the movie team. Killer Croc. Harley Quinn, uh, Deadshot, Katana, etc., etc. That comes out, no release date. <laughs> Just coming soon. And then there's Supergirl by Steve Orlando. This is weird because Cyborg Superman is in it. It's her dad. Wait, so Stan, <laughs> Stan explain this to me. Superman, I had like... no idea that Cyborg Superman was her dad. Me neither. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Clearly, I'm ill-informed <laughs> because I don't know if I don't know if it's cy- the Cyborg Superman we're thinking of with Hank Henshaw, or if it's a completely different like, Cyborg Superman. What other Cyborg Find Superman? out August eight, uh, August seventeenth. <laughs> they also they're also making her costume look very similar to how it looks in the TV show, and so she's going back to the skirt. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with the skirt as a costume choice. I don't know why you can't get her pants, but I like Supergirl. Maybe maybe flying around the metropolis with pants is too uh too hot. <laughs> the why the why don't Superman wear a skirt? Oh, why don't Batman wear a skirt? <laughs> well, Batman just I mean, <laughs> I feel like I can't see Batman in boxers either. Why not? I don't know. It's just like on Batman, like you don't think he got like little bats on it on his underwear? Probably. It's tactical boxes, by the way. It has like bombs and <laughs> like and. <laughs> I feel like he has a bad belt for that shit, too. He probably does. Um, so, yeah, on IGN, um, the premise for Supergirl, he's, um, Steve Orlando, he's going for a, um, well, this premise where it's focusing on how Supergirl grew up on Krypton, and she had roots there, but she had to leave it behind. So Cyborg Superman comes along and offers to recreate her home on Krypton, and um yeah so it's gonna be like a comedy reality tv gag sort of i i don't know i don't think so but i think it's 
wacky sitcom like dad's a cyborg and he made you an apartment (laughs) (laughs) like all right that's weird but okay okay Okay. um there's also superman by patrick gleason and peter j tomasi um probably won't be following superman but it looks to be also in line with action comics with lex uthor and superman and all that fun stuff I don't know why. I don't necessarily understand why Superman needs so many books. Yeah, uh, Superman's I, getting like fucking sixty books. I don't know. Well, I also, I also don't know why Superman, like Batman needs seventy five books either. You know? Well, Batman only has two so far. Well, he's he's Superman's in, got three. No, he's got Batman. He's got All Star Batman. He's got Detective Comics. Oh, that's true. You know, he's he's he gets around too. So Harley Quinn's in like sixty books too. Yeah, Batgirl's yeah. in two books now. Uh. And then also there's Justice League. They're both they're both in Justice League. So and then the next one, they get around. Super Sons. This is gonna be cool. I'm this so excited. Fun. This is gonna be a fun time. So excited for this. Oh man, it's Damon Wayne and Jonathan. Wait, Jonathan White. Jonathan White. Jonathan White. Kent. No, just oh, Jonathan White. Okay, yeah. Uh, Superman he's, and Lois's son. No, you think he's Superman's son, but really this is Walter White's oh, hidden oh son. Oh my god. Who? Who was trying to follow in the footsteps of his father making meth? He has a very dark past. Leave him alone. He's like twelve. Yo, he he, he cut. Something went wrong, and he got Superman's powers. GG. But like, no, but he's like, um, isn't that Perry Perry White? His his last name. Wait, White. I'm so confused. Why is not like like his last name is White? I did not know this. Yeah, I I have to read Lois and Clark. I'll read Lois and Clark and let you know what the hell's going on. But maybe they gave a different name than Clark so that he can be hidden. Or but so, you know, something. they're like carbon copies. I mean, look at him. I... He looks like he looks like the Gohan to Superman's Pretty Goku. Pretty much. <laughs> um, this cover's really dope. Uh, Damon's riding on this Robin quadcopter air cycle and the background I guess I guess as Goliath like Damien's demon bat pet and there's like some some weird villain with a really curly mustache and he, he looks he looks like <laughs> I guess like a younger version of Hugo Strange but balder um <laughs> yeah like I also I don't know if you if you ever like read or, or seen the um the old like Silver Age, World's Finest, where it was like Batman and Superman's son from from that time, and they were just like constantly shitting on their dads, <laughs> and they're like, ah, fuck our dads, we're better than them, and they got into like a lot of wacky situations. It was like Superman's son and Batman's son, and they were like best friends, and they like just got into like shenanigans. So I'm I'm hoping this is the same thing where they're just like, yeah, fuck them, and like we're gonna do whatever we want. I don't know why, but when I look at this villain, he reminds me of Dick Dastardly. <laughs> he does. <laughs> All he needs is like like the purple the cap, and it, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. He's even got like the pinstripes. Like it's really weird. <laughs> this is actually like wacky racers backdooring into <laughs> our Ghost Rider Mad Max race with Godzilla, and then Jonathan and Damien are like two surprise racers that show up at the end and steal the race. I feel like Damien is such a bad influence on Jonathan oh, also. Oh, you know it. I feel you like that's what's it. gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm excited to see how how this book's shape ups. It, it looks like it's gonna be 
fun, like an actual, like a fun book, and not like a dark book, like all the other books are. Yeah. <laughs> so the next book is uh, Teen Titans. It looks like it's Damian Wayne, uh, Beast Boy, Kid Flash, Starfire, and Raven. So they pretty much just changed up Dick and Cyborg. Yeah. Damian's growing up so fast. Like, how old is he? Like, like what? Like. Damien's like 15, 15 or okay. 14. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm definitely going to pick up at least the first issue. Yeah, it's coming in September. Uh, yeah. I've never heard of John Boy Myers. Uh, I'm not sure if that's his art on the cover or is it a different guy, but like this, that, that cover art alone, just I just, I just need it. So. Yeah. And then following that is Titans, which is... Uh, which takes over from the Teen Titans book that's ongoing. Oh, oh snap, and... this is written by Dan Abnett as well. Oh my gosh. So Dan Abnett, yeah. he's an amazing, amazing writer. Like he 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 writes a lot of comics. Like he's he's really, really well known for sci fi stories. Um so his classic run, um GTO or G G O T G or Guardians um, it was Abnett's run that basically served as the inspiration for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, so he's super talented, and he's, he's also really well known for writing other sci-fi IPs like Warhammer 40K. That's like that's how I was first introduced to him. But um, so I I follow his work uh, from time to time. So I'm really excited that he's on this book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also going to be Trinity, which is like a team book that's going to have Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. Another Superman Batman book. But well, Wonder Woman's in it. I know. Oh, look, Joker's in it too. Yeah. So is Lex. And Lex and and Chichita? Chitara by right. Francis Manipal. So so this is probably going to go into the relationships between pre-Flashpoint Superman, New Fifty Two Batman, New Fifty New Fifty Two Wonder Woman. So this, this is probably where all the drama is going to go down. It's like, you're not our Superman. And he's like, well, you're not my Batman Wonder Woman. I feel like this is a, this is like, what was that TV show? Where like, where they just put a bunch of people together in a house. The real world? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Jersey Shore. This is a Justice League The Real World Edition. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to push on that, like, tension that, that, there's potential for with this. oh i feel like batman's the dick to do it yeah but so so that's what i'm thinking like like i feel like they have an opportunity to like make this added dramatic element and i don't know if they're gonna go with that but that's that's my feeling and seeing all this and like knowing that superman like new 52 superman is still like running around and all in dc right now i think i don't i, don't, I doubt it means anything but it's weird that like diana's sword goes right through uh like it's drawn right through Superman's face. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to point out. And like it's not even it's not covering Batman at all. Yeah, it's not it's covering just, Wonder Woman. She's out yeah. of blood. It's half it's half on Clark's face. It's really strange. That's an interesting thing that I didn't I didn't notice before. That could mean something. That could mean that maybe she doesn't trust him. <laughs> Cause she's not his he's not her Superman, so we'll see. And that starts August tenth. And that's that wraps it oh, up. I think I think that it. list skipped one. I didn't. I don't remember talking about Aquaman. Did we talk about Aquaman? No, yeah. you're right. Uh, so Abnet, he's also writing Aquaman, and um, judging from like Abnet's past work, I've like never seen him do like something as 
I guess, like, fantastical as Aquaman. So I'm really excited to see how he tackles it. So uh, it's Abnet and with art. Uh, he's also, oh, Brad Walker, Jesus, Jesus Marino, uh, and Phil Briones. Uh, they're doing the art. And um, the premise of this is Aquaman is trying to make Atlantis uh, part of the world. He's trying to integrate it uh, with the larger society instead of isolating it. But uh, there's going to be a lot of friction and a lot of uh, like blowback because of it. And they're also teasing the return of Black Manta. And I'm so excited because Black Manta is one of my favorite all-time or all-time favorite um, DC villains. Yeah, I'm, I like Aquaman. Period. Yeah. Period. <laughs> I, I like Aquaman. Does this Aquaman have a beard, though? Yes, that's my big question. Better. Is he going to be bearded out? He might since uh, since uh, Batman v Superman Aquaman is uh Will uh, will his wife make him shave the beard again? <laughs> no, don't don't, don't do, do it. it don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Yes. Or maybe maybe fucking Black Manta will come through and like shoot a laser beam to assassinate him, but instead it chops the beard off oh, and be that's worse. where the and, like, tension the beam, starts. It's like, it's, like so harsh, it like burns the roots away so he can never regrow his beard. And like and like how it goes down is he's in the he's in like his throne room looking in the mirror like yes I finally got my beard nice and full and yeah. obliterated. Or maybe it's pre Flashpoint Aquaman too, but nobody notices because it's Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most amazing storyline ever. Wait, was it pre Flashpoint Aquaman who had the the hook for an arm? Yes. Who cares? <laughs> I don't think anyone like, and nobody will notice. They'll just be like, "Oh, hey, Aquaman! Oh, cool, you got a hook now." <laughs> That's new. <laughs> like, just brush it off. I really, I read. I didn't. I wasn't following Aquaman, but I did read a few arcs of the Aquaman book, and I really, I really enjoy Aquaman. So maybe I'll see what the art looks like. I'll see what the premise is in in actual print form and yeah maybe i'll check it out it's definitely like i said earlier more um attractive to experiment with the dc rebirth than it was with the marvel relaunch where every book was five dollars so every book being 2.99 makes it a lot easier for me to say like maybe i'll give aquaman a shot maybe i'll give green lanterns a shot yeah like it entices me to i can at least give every single one of these books a shot Especially since they're all not dropping on the same day. Yeah, that too. Uh, that helps a lot. Yeah. So rebirth, man. What's well? That's kind of. I mean, we kind of already said that. I, I'm assuming the the most anticipated one for you is Nightwing. Of course. Mine's Action Comics and Batgirl. What about you, Chris? I'm really, really excited for Super Sons, um, and uh, All Star Batman. Cool. Sure. So you want to go in DC talk? <laughs> This, this is, is just a complete yeah, DC this, episode. This, that's it. This inadvertently is our our DC yeah. special. That's all we got. Well, actually, I did prepare like a, another topic, but that's not DC related. But yeah, but just in case, we might not even have time to go through that. Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Uh, it premiered, and it's despite all the hate from critics, it's been selling like gangbusters. It's been breaking records. I. It broke record uh, record day one. I think it has like the 
Mind you, everybody, I have not seen this movie yet. I'll be seeing it the day before this podcast airs. So shit will be spoiled for me today. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was getting a little worried because it seemed like overwhelmingly the amount of reviews that was coming out for it were negative. And even people that like are friends of the show have been on the show, like Josh K. He did not like Batman versus Superman. I so like it was coming in, and it's like if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's like thirty percent, which means thirty percent of people who reviewed the movie liked it, and seventy percent did not. So it's. I've also heard that the first hour is a pretty slow burn. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I was just gonna agree. Like, it's it's crazy because like, uh, Rotten Tomatoes came out with like thirty something percent. Um, I've I just saw headlines of like like I don't know it was like Polygon or The Verge, and then someone uh, I think uh, Ash uh, uh, a pal on our Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash pals. There you go. You're the professional. Uh, he posted. The most bile-inducing, uh, yeah, Hyperbolic exactly. Like chamber. it's like this guy who wrote it. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't. I. I don't, it, it. It was so far-fetched in its hatred for the movie. I, it just seemed like satire. Like it just seemed like like some guy from the Onion was just like just writing this. Yeah, there's there's been like a lot of hyperbole being thrown around about this movie. A lot of vitriol being like brought up. It's like it's the worst movie. It's like I hate this movie. It's like it's it wasn't bad. I actually really enjoyed it. Like it wasn't a perfect movie by any chance. Like, do I think it was the best superhero movie ever? No. You know, is it the best movie ever? Of course not. Now, but since both of you guys seen this movie and I haven't yet, the question is. Does it follow Batman more than Superman? The first, I th- I feel like the first act of the movie, it's it's more Batman, um, but the second and third, it's more Superman, because like, um, it it directly picks off from the or like the aftermath events of Man of Steel. So it, it, you see, while. Superman and Zod and like the world engines like destroying the city. You see Bruce, um, you know, driving to the city, trying to save his friends, trying to save his fellow employees and um, his 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 colleagues, and it sets or plants the seeds of like this paranoia and this recklessness that's very Dark Knight Returns Frank Miller-ish um like and so you you just you see this mounting paranoia which is also fed by Lex Luthor who's trying to drive them together in this this Mike Avellan you know cloak and dagger kind of plot um and it closer to like the second and third act it then shifts the focus to Superman and how he's dealing with um how the world reacts to someone who is all powerful and who someone who, you know, for all extents of persons, is a god, and you know, humans being paranoid creatures too. What are the political ramifications? You know, um, you know, they're they're always asking like it, in a way that it wasn't it wasn't really subtle, but they're asking these very big questions, 
like like what what ha- what would happen what would what would the world actually do if you know an alien god like superman was here do, do we put him under state control do we allow him to do whatever he wants despite state or nation state autonomy um and then it goes into superman going through this peer, this i want to say like this maybe not existential but like just this crisis of faith like is he doing the right thing it, is he really meant to be a hero uh he doesn't is he, he's trying to find his way um so that's really as more pronounced in the middle and then in the end it pays off it like in that superman like re re he like he reestablishes and reaffirms why superman is like the greatest hero like he's a symbol of hope and he's self-sacrificing and you know that and then um this this leads you know spoilers into um the death of super superman dies in this movie um like in the classic superman doomsday and death and reverse storyline um, and between uh, between all of that, you know, my biggest gripe is there wasn't enough Wonder Woman because Gal Gadot she was amazing this movie, um, and I I'm just this I this movie I'm just so so excited for the Wonder Woman movie coming out in 2017. Um, yeah, she was she was amazing. Um, perfect casting, very charismatic, and she was a total badass and good chemistry with uh ben affleck and henry cavill yeah um so like it what did, let me think about what i wanted to say with this so i was getting a lot of like super superman like the whole crisis of faith you were talking about reminded me a little bit of the story called what's so funny about truth truth justice in the american way where like they sort of question like superman's like old school kind of like not killing all the time and and sort of being more upbeat and hopeful than than the darker heroes and so that's what i what i was kind of getting from from the from superman in this movie how he was like saying that this is not my world kind of thing where it's like it felt like this version of the world is kind of darker and superman was trying to do good but then there was all this paranoia and second guessing heaped on him especially by batman who's like a total paranoid mm. about superman and like i almost feel like wanted to kill him because of a misunderstanding <laughs> yeah. i mean it kind of in in bruce's defense uh i mean i kind of feel where he's coming from this like well, yeah unknown being comes from another planet and like and inflicted a shitload of collateral damage yeah. in Man of Steel, and like so many people died, and and so it, his response is, I feel appropriate for, for, especially for Batman. Yeah, especially for Batman, especially for a human being, like witnessing something that they've never seen. Especially before. for a Batman who's and, like, um, he's been doing this shit for twenty years, and he's become more cynical, more reckless, more yeah. hardened, and you know. You know, he's been played by these nightmare visions, which, were which are like equal parts like Justice Lord and um, Red Sun. And I was getting a lot of injustice exactly. vibes too. There's um my biggest issue with the movie was like I felt like they relied on 
dream sequences is a little too much. I feel like there was a little too many of those. The beginning felt a little disjointed in some ways. It felt like not really a cohesive story. It felt a lot like several like vignettes, snapshots like stitched together. Like you get this scene of Superman, and then you get this scene of Batman, and then you get the scene of like Lex Luthor, and they didn't really seem super connected until they got to the point where all all the characters meet at like Lex Luthor's party. Up until that point, it felt like we were just getting all these little things. And, like, I really didn't think we needed to see Batman's parents die again. Like, I did not need to see Martha and Thomas Wayne get shot again. Even though the sequence... Kind of like Uncle Ben. Yeah, even though the sequence was really gorgeously, like, composed and looked just like um, their death scene in... um, Dark Knight Returns. Was it Dark Knight Returns, Chris? Yeah, so it looked like that. and It was very visually well done. But I didn't think we needed it. Like, we know what the hell Bruce's point is. But I think the actual point of that was that we would need to know... The audience needed to know Bruce's mother's name because that becomes, like, a key thing later. It establishes... or it Like, the Bruce is knocked out of his mindless need... Or, like, what his reckless behavior like he's he's a he's making he's a, he's about to gut superman with a kryptonite spear yeah chris you're jumping ahead okay. you're jumping ahead you're jumping ahead okay. we're not there yet okay. bear with me okay i'm getting there i'm getting there right so you get all these flashes of how um bruce feels about his parents death and what's driving him and like you get the name martha then you get the the dream sequence he has where he sees martha's like where she's buried and like the and there's like a demon coming bat. through the stone or whatever and then yeah and there's like all this stuff going on and so you know like what's haunting him and and a lot of the the weird stuff like the the mad max future shit that's all like bruce's like bad dreams like he's getting a lot of bad dreams and you keep going to those bad dreams and i felt like a lot of those so were, are, are the superman soldiers part, of, part of his bad dream yeah it's okay. not it's not reality it's like his worst fears or whatever and um so eventually they they fight right and so it turns out that superman's mom clark's mom is martha kent so in order to bait superman and batman to fight lex kidnaps clark's mom because he knows he knows all about clark he knows all about bruce he's been he's been like um plotting he's been keeping tabs on all the metahumans and so he's got all these files that Batman sort of steals, Bruce steals because he's trying to he's trying to he's trying to get Kryptonite to kill Superman. That's what Batman's trying to do because he knows that this is what will take out Superman. And Lex finds a shitload of um, somebody finds a shitload of Kryptonite in the Indian Ocean, and Lex wants that, right? And also Bruce wants that. And so he ends up getting the kryptonite and he starts, he makes like these different kryptonite weapons. He's got like these gas bombs as like kryptonite gas. And he's got um, this spear that's just like a spear of like kryptonite. And so they fight and then eventually, you know, he tells Superman if he doesn't beat, Lex tells Superman if he doesn't beat Batman, kill Batman, then he'll kill his mom. So that that's what drives them together to have this confrontation. And Superman first is trying to talk to Bruce and he's like, Bruce, I need your help. And Bruce won't listen to him because he he still he's very he's paranoid. Yeah, he's in this mindset, and like he's like attacking him, and they fight, and he's got he get he hits him with the gas, and the gas 
I feel like yeah, it, fear it, gas. it was like he straight out line. of like Batman Begins. It's like breathe, breathe in your fear. And it's like it was like it was so Batman Begins. Yeah, it had it's to like be Krypton, I guess. And that weakens Bruce. Um, that break that weakens Superman enough that they can go toe to toe for a bit, and that's where you see like the clip in this in the in the trailer where he punches that Batman and he just lifts his hand, he can block it. That's because he's weakened by the Kryptonite gas. And so they start fighting, and eventually it get this is it's this big, like crazy fight that they have. And he's going to kill Superman with the spear, but Superman is like, We need this I need to save Martha. Please help me save Martha. And he's like, How do you know that name? You know, because it's, it's his mom's it's his mom's name too. And so he's like, if I, Lois shows up and she's like, You gotta you know, that's his mom's name. You can't, like, you need the help or whatever. And so he's like, that's what ends up, like, knocking Bruce out of his, like, mindset that he needs to kill Superman is the fact that they share a mother and it's, like, this whole thing. And, like, it's it's a cool moment. And and it's... Kind of seems like the, the reason Bruce, like, knocks out of it is because he realizes, like, Superman has a mom and, like, yeah. he wants to save his mom. Yeah, and... Just like Bruce... What of if he could have exactly and, and like I feel like if he if he had killed Superman, he would have been just as bad as um, Joe Chill. What the fuck is his name? Joe Chill. Yeah, like because he'd be like kind of doing the same thing, right? And he and he so, redeems himself. Like like Batman saves the fuck out of Martha, and it's like a super <laughs> yeah, epic it's, scene. It's such a great scene where he goes. He's like. Um, in the Batwing, he goes to track down, which like Alfred already knows where Martha's being kept because Alfred's also a badass in this movie, and he's like almost like Bruce's partner in that like he's helping him build his tools, he's like helping him like do detective work and stuff, and so he knows where Martha is. And that whole scene where he goes to save Martha, it felt like to me like it was ripped right out of like an Arkham game. It was totally the, an Arkham game. Like he it was, was like a whole fight shooting grappling hooks and throwing crates and boxes at people oh is that is that where that whole scene comes in where he's like shoots the grappling hook against the building no that's later so he's in this building he he's like in the rafters they can't see him he strings up somebody upside down and he jumps down and he starts fighting all these guys at once he's like he's like disarming like weapons he's like breaking arms he's like throwing boxes at people it looks like one of those like free flow fights. I'm not a huge fan of Batman, but when I am, it's Arkham Batman. Like it was it, totally, Arkham Batman, looked, so badass. It looks like a live action Arkham Batman scene. It was crazy. Like Batfleck. Like let's give it up for Batfleck. He was amazing, and like his like Snyder's Batman is like equal parts Arkham Asylum Batman, a bit of like Grant Morrison's bad guy, like how. Batman always has a solution for everything, and he also has contingency plans for everything. And then you also have, like, you know, of course, Frank Miller, you know, a mix of, like, the goddamn Batman from All-Star and, like, the Dark Knight Returns Batman. And it's just, dude, like, Affleck is a walking tank. Like, there, remember, like, the montage scene where he's just training, like, like, he has a sledgehammer and he's, like, whacking a tire? Yeah. That's, like, one of oh my, my favorite God. parts it was where he's, crazy. he's training to fight Superman, and so you see, like, Ben Affleck, like, Bruce Wayne in the cave. Like, he's, like, hitting a tire with a sledgehammer. He's, like, lifting all these weights. He's doing, like, chin ups, and he's got, like, a weight tied to his legs, and it's, like, the craziest, like, like, Heavy, heaviest, dutiest fucking montage that I've ever seen. Like he puts Rocky to shame. Like, like Rocky running up a mountain is like nothing compared to to Bruce Wayne like hitting a tire with a fucking sledgehammer 
and then pulling this tire across the foot. This is a huge ass tire, and he's just like pulling it by a rope. I'm like, my god. You, you know how like Frank Miller's Batman? He's like really big and stocky. Ben Affleck looks exactly like that. I feel like that's the training montage we needed in Resident Evil 5 to justify why like Chris, Chris is yeah. so brolic. He's like, gotta fight West. And it's like, this is and- the exact reason. It's equivalent to Batman fighting Superman. Like, he had to fucking bulk up. Yeah, he had to bulk up. And so, like, that scene, like, a man with a flamethrower has Martha tied up in a chair. Martha can't, and he's about to blast her. Right? And there's a guy with a shotgun also in the room. Batman bursts through the wall, grabs the guy with the shotgun, and aims the shotgun at the guy in the flamethrower. And the guy in the flamethrower is, I will kill her, right? He's like, I'm going to kill her if you if you don't go away. And he's like, Batman's like, I believe you. And he shoots the tank and blows up the fucking guy with the <laughs> Straight out of the comments, man. He's like, I be- I'll, I'll kill her, man. He's like, I believe you. And like, oh, I believe so you. Good. And he fucking kills her. <laughs> it was like crazy. And I was like, I was like, man, that that's some shit. Like, um... So Batman kills well, this. Yeah, well, well, like, well, Devil's Advocate. Let's be real. Batman has cinematically. Batman has killed in almost every single movie except Batman sixty six. You know, Batman Jack Nicholson. He he wraps around the grappling hook around his uh, legs. Jack Nicholson Joker falls to his death because of the gargoyle attached to him. Uh, Batman returns. You know, he he has a duke. He well, okay, maybe the toxic sewage kills Penguin more than Batman, but. You digress. He also kills Harvey Dent. He, he in, kills uh, both yeah. Harvey Dents and like and Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight and Batman Forever. Um, I don't think there's that whole there's that whole bullshit cop out where he's got uh, Rache in the train in Batman Begins and he's like you gotta save. He's like I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you. And he just like grapples out of the yeah. train and the crap. He kills Rache Al Ghul's um, body double and probably like three quarters of the League of Shadows in Batman Begins. So, I mean, maybe not directly, but, like, indirectly or collateral damage, you know, you know, in those other films. No, but this, this seems like a Batman who, like, who doesn't give Yo, a fuck, who would just so, kill. So, here's the thing. Um, in Dark Knight Returns, he does kill that one person, and it's a, it's an echo of the same scene where Batman's got the gun, he's got, he's got the bad guy, and the bad guy's like, I'll kill him, and he's like, I believe you, and he kills him. Right, so that was the same thing, and before that, I'm not entirely sure if Batman like had a I had a body count. Like I, there were a lot of close calls. There were a lot of instances where I was like, "That dude's dead," but it turned out he wasn't. Like there's that um, scene where Batman's um, trying to get the kryptonite in the back of the truck, and he's like in the Batmobile, and he fucking sails through a building and he hits the back of the truck. And I thought the two dudes in the truck were dead because he cuts the fucking truck in half. And the two dudes are like just in the back of the truck like, oh shit, like the Batmobile. And they're fine. I'm like, okay. And there's some instances, I feel like if anything, Batman has killed people through car accidents in the Batmobile. This is true. This is true. Like, 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 there are some instances where like there's crashes and you know that person probably didn't survive. A giant tanker tanker truck explodes and you know what like it's no like batman batman has like the no gun policy but he uh, he, he breaks that rule a lot in, in the comics like he shoots dark side with the uh what's it called the special bullet that uh right before he gets sent back in time with the omega sanction um you know dark Knight returns he uses a sniper rifle with a grappling hook and he they do reference that in here but like in this uh, he he shoots. He like grabs like enemies' 
pistols and rifles and shoots it back at them. There was yeah, the, so in the, that fucking scene where he's like Arkham knighting these guys, he pulls out a knife and stabs a dude in the arm. <laughs> Just fucking straight up stabs a man. Like he he takes the knife from from one goon, turns around, stabs him in the shoulder, like I like pins him to the wall with the knife, and I'm like, damn, Batman. It's crazy because when I was watching it, like um, I was like in my peripherals. Um, there was a dad and like a kid. The kid had to be like seven or eight. It's like I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't judge anyone, or I don't, I have no right to like judge anyone's parenting style. But I'm just looking over the kids, like, like okay, well, huh? Um, at least he didn't take him to Deadpool. Exactly, but like <laughs> some of these scenes, or actually, correction, a lot of these scenes, they're just like straight up brutal. Like you, you, it's so visceral. You can feel the punches. You can feel the hurt. And it's so awesome, but it's like so. Ugh. It's gr- oh my gosh. I'm I, I did hear that um, the non theatrical version of this movie got an R rating. Yeah, I can't wait to see that version. I want to see what that one's like. But um, I feel like, without a doubt, Ben Affleck's Batman could kick the shit out of all the other Batmans. All the other live action Batmans would like get their asses beat by this Batman. Well, I'm also not a fan of. Any live action Batman, Not like even Adam West. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Besides Adam West, all right. Um, uh, what's his name? From uh, oh my god, Christian Bale. No, not Christian Bale. Michael Keaton. Yeah, Keaton's Batman. I think Keaton's Batman is like my second favorite out of them all. But even he doesn't do like the best job as Batman. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. The, those like lips. What about George Clooney? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's not go there. But uh, so and I really just don't like the back cancer throat from uh fucking the Dark Knight series. See, really? see, yeah. they uh yeah, with Snyder, like they basically pulled an arrow. They instead of like doing like the graspy, lower your voice twenty octaves kind of thing, they they just added like a voice modulator. Uh, which is really well, cool. Well, yeah, that's what I noticed in the uh, in that scene where Batman asks Superman, "Do you bleed?" Yeah. Um. So I want to go back to that scene where he where he kills the dude with the uh, with the flamethrower. He saves Martha. Yeah, and one of my favorite parts of that movie is where he saves Martha, and Martha looks up at him and he's like, "Don't worry, I'm a friend of your son." <laughs> <laughs> and Martha's like, "It's the cape, I know." <laughs> Yeah, it's like I, I kind of figured I, it, it's the cape. <laughs> That's like, like I love that he's just like up right before that part. He's like straight up about to murder Superman with the fucking spear, I'm, and now he's like. Oh, <laughs> I feel like in the Justice League movie, he's gonna be like, I'm a <laughs> yeah. she's a nice woman. She's a nice lady. That Martha. Kent. Yeah, it's really, I'm glad I saved her. Like, like speaking of the Justice League, like it's it's creating this amazing premise where batman he's the he's the one he's like the mo- he's like the um the stimuli like the the he, he's basically the nick he, exactly he's like i gotta i gotta build exactly because to honor the memory of superman because he said something like um i i in life i dishonored him in his death i will honor him something something along those lines is paraphrasing but um and you still see that streak of paranoia like bruce just said bruce and uh diana or wonder woman they're they're at a cemetery and they're talking 
and Diana is, is asking why why do you want to search for other metahumans and Bruce is like he just has a feeling and you know that, that's just classic classic bat god just trying to think of, of every single contingency plan and making preparations for that um so do you think they're gonna do uh the justice league doom storyline no, um I, is that the one with dark side i'm yeah i think yeah. so yeah uh, um there was this ama- oh on our facebook group um danny um he posted uh well okay so to backtrack uh lex luther um in his office he has this painting um behind him behind his desk and it's like it's like a the, the subject matter is pretty generic it's like heaven versus hell like paradise lost you know saint michael the the warrior archangel slaying the dragon slaying satan so it's a really beautiful art piece um and during this time he's talking with a senator who's uh in charge of hearings or or, or um, leading hearings against Superman and what to do about him, and you you saw this in the trailer where he says, um, uh, "You know that uh, devils don't come from the ground; they come from the sky." Uh, then he um, says, "Well, we should flip the painting over." And so Danny was he was posting this this uh, post about like we need to find out what this painting is, who who drew it. And I was helping a research, and I stumbled upon this Reddit post where it had this amazing theory where, like, um, the painting was actually an allegory for Darkseid being the devil that ascends from heaven. And with Superman, he's dead, uh, but he's going to rise it back from the dead, and um, Superman's going to come back and fight Darkseid when he's going to invade Earth. So that's that sounds like uh, I'll post a link to the Reddit theory. It's a lot more eloquent than I did, but it's basically like the painting is basically an allegory to set up Justice League Doom and like the arrival of Dark Side. And even in like the 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 nightmare Batman dream sequences, you have like parademons. Um, yeah, a- and when they show the the cyborg scene with the mother box. Because they, they had totally had it. So, like, l- let me let me explain this to you. There's when, – when Bruce is on – is trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with Lex and the kryptonite, he sort of, like, makes a copy of Lex's computer and its files and he brings it back with him, you know, after Diana steals it from him and then gives it back to him. But he's, he's – Lex has got these files on his computer that's Cyborg, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Superman, and – the biggest fucking surprise, the Flash. So he's got all this stuff on his computer, and um, what the fuck was I oh, gonna say about that? Andy, I, I'm just gonna say like Ezra Miller Flash. He looks exactly like you. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. Really? You're, you're the Flash. You're the Flash. You're the Flash, you're the Flash and um, you're um, you're Kylo Ren, dude. You got it all. And yeah. I'm Kylo Ren, and when I was in high school. And this fun fact for everyone in the internet and Stan and Chris. When I was in high school, people used to call me McLovin because <laughs> younger me used to look like McLovin. And due to that reason, I still have my high school ID because it That's just so proved funny. it. I don't uh, Stan, you were saying? Oh, yeah, the mother box. So, like, the cyborg. So, it's, like, these video clips and, like, these, like, files on the heroes and, and the, the cyborg clip was 
him like Vic like on on like this this panel that his father was like trying to figure out how to bring him back and he had the mother box and the mother box is what rebuilt his body which is basically what happened in doom in just like doom and um so there's a lot a lot of hints that dark side is going to be the one um the 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 climax of the movie the end of the movie the final act is when lex takes the body of zod from man of steel and brings him to the the kryptonian ship that crashed in metropolis and he cuts his hand lex cuts his hand and he like drips like blood on zod's body and like he puts it into like this dna chamber or whatever and that's what creates doomsday and so the end of the at the end of the movie after bruce saves martha and after um superman confronts lex luthor that's when he unleashes doomsday and so it becomes this huge fucking fight between doomsday uh superman wonder woman batman with his like kryptonian like gas and shit because that's the kryptonian's the kryptonite is the only thing that's gonna like um actually take out doomsday so they're all like teaming up like the trinity comes together to fight and it's such a glorious moment to see i do in this movie i cry like three times like it was just like it was like (laughs) i've always been like a dc like well i've been more of a batman guy but like i it's all DC, so like just to see all these collages and, and images and iconography, these f- super iconic uh, images just crammed into one action-packed scene. It was like, oh, it's so beautiful, and uh, it was so. And um, the the fight scene was amazing. It was action-packed, you know. Yeah, it was like super like knockdown drag out. But the good thing about it compared to Man of Steel is that they made make a point of letting you know that since they're fighting at night, there's nobody in those buildings that Superman's <laughs> getting thrown into. So there's no more like collateral deaths and stuff. And I which I think is good because that's a lot of people's like problem with Man of Steel is all the death and the fact that Superman kills. And so I feel like a lot of this is like a response to that. Like Batman's paranoia, Batman's criticisms of Superman, and how Superman is trying to like better himself yeah better himself and fix those problems yeah superman saves a lot of people in this movie which is good yeah superman's like really like i'm really happy with how they turn superman around for this movie and um yeah that fight it's like this really cool like fight everyone gets the chance to shine wonder woman like kicks so much ass here um she fucking cuts off she's just the lasso to like bind him while like um i think i think Batman was like, oh, ba- oh, oh, she uses the lasso to like restrain Doomsday, and then Batman uses his kryptonite gas to like weaken um, Doomsday, and then Superman charges with the spear, uh, and like, uh, and, yeah. Like, so Superman grabs grabs the kryptonite spear that Batman was gonna kill him with because that's the only thing that'll hurt Doomsday. So he picks it up, and he, he's it's kryptonite, so he's getting yeah. he's weakened. So he's like he's doing it anyway. He's he's charging at Doomsday. He hits Doomsday in the chest with the spear. At the same time, Doomsday takes a spike from his arm and just shoves it in Superman's chest, like right here, like boom, right? And and Superman's just like, Ugh! and he like pushes the, the spear with all of his strength like deeper into like Doomsday's heart and kills Doomsday. And it's like this whole big moment that is really like similar to the death of Superman where you have Superman finishing off Doomsday but also being so hurt that he himself is dying and then there's this like crazy moment where batman where superman's just like he's done he's like he's 
like laid out batman like drapes him in his cape and he like lowers him down to like wonder woman and like wonder woman puts him down like lois is holding him and it's like it's very reminiscent of of the scene in the comic <laughs> where, where superman dies and lois is just like holding him and is just crying so i really like people are saying that they try to do too much here but i really like the fact that it's kind of a mix of death of superman and also dark knight returns at the same time and i think it it works for me and and I think in, ter- in, the, in the internal logic of the movie, it, like, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. I mean, it's not just Death of, or Doomsday, Death of Superman, and Dark Knight Returns. There's like, it's also like a backdoor Justice League. Um, and, you know, the, you have you know, like little sl- uh, slivers and glimpses of like Flashpoint and Injustice and whatnot. But I think, I think for what is at stake for DC, for this to be like... The its way to fight back and push back against Marvel, and considering like it's Batman, it's Superman, it's like Dark Knight Returns. It's like this is like the one. This is like well, not the not the only one, but one of the hugest moments and stories in comics that everyone has dreamed of to be on the big screen, and it's here. And I think I think Snyder really really or Snyder and the the entire team, the entire uh, creative team at. Um, you know, I think they pulled it off. I think I think they did really well. I mean, it's not a perfect. There are some concerns, but the the one problem that like I feel, I know I, I still haven't seen the movie, but the one problem that I kind of have with it is that I've heard Aquaman's not in it for long at all. But like that's not my issue. The issue is why. Like, why publish all this shit with Aquaman? He's on almost every poster. He has his own pop figure. Like, they published the shit out of Aquaman. Like, he was going to be a key element in this movie. And he's just like... You can actually... You can argue that Flash is a bigger part of this movie than Aquaman. Because there's this huge moment that was like a big... Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was like a dream sequence or was it real? Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. So as soon as the the nightmare sequence ends, that future that that future vision that Batman has, where everything's like Mad Max and Superman's like super evil, you see Bruce wake up in the Batcave, like oh shit, what the fuck, right? Like he had just he woke up from the dream. At the same time, there's this burst of lightning and Flash from the fucking future, looking like he's from an Injustice, covered in like Flash armor, is like you were right. Oh my god, I need to tell you something. And he's like, wait, I came back too early. No. He gets sucked back you in. You were right. Lois Lane is the key. And then boom, it, the fucking thing closes. And then it's like he, Bruce, w- and then like the papers are flying all over the back cave or whatever because there's like a stack of papers that are like flowing everywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Bruce Wayne wakes up a second time. So it's like a dream and a dream. But when he wakes up, the papers that were flying around in the dream still, are still fluttering around. Like there's a couple of papers. Like, and so it's like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? What are they no, saying? Like shit, shit got was, real. It was like what the? It was crazy. And then, and then moments later, he decrypts like, the, the the hard drive, and then then he accesses the files on the metahumans. So. That was and insane. like Flash is one of the metahumans, and they have they have a scene where he he's not in Flash costume, but he's like buying milk, 
and someone's trying to rob the store and then he does like super speed boom knocks him out goes back to buying his milk. and again it looks exactly so, like you like, dude it, it was it, it was uncanny yeah and and he's That's got crazy. it's interesting because he's wearing the flash costume but he's got a beard so he's, he's got like the mustache and the goatee thing going on it. and he's like wearing the flash costume and that was like the crazy shit so i feel and the, he said he said lois lane is the key and in injustice yeah. When Lois Lane gets killed, Superman loses his fucking mind and becomes Emperor Superman. So, which is very reminiscent of the dream, the nightmare dream sequence that Superman was having. So, I feel like I don't know if that was a dream sequence. Maybe that's a vision from the fucking future. Maybe Flash tried to warn Superman. I mean, Bruce, but he fucked up like he, imperfect time travel problems, and maybe that might be what's coming after doomsday shows up could be so that's like a crazy like hook that they put into like the far future of the dcu which that's awesome though that, that like, was super good awesome to know. that was like a complete shock and i just i it may like some people might say that that's out of place but i think that's a fucking awesome hook for the future of the yeah. cinematic universe that they're trying Yo, to they're they're, like, they're just like I'm, dangling the carrot in front of you like do you want this well how about this yeah, like, and it's so yeah, good it's yeah. so good and um <laughs> Oh my god. And even and like Yeah, like for just for I got I understand a lot of confusion among critics who may not be as well versed on comic book lore, but like for like geeks and like our crowd, you know, like they're just throwing like Easter eggs and teases and, and pulls and it's just it's so beautiful and so perfect. Yeah, but so so that's my thing though. It's like people like the average watcher of, of like movies, the average like film critic, the average like even the casual super superhero movie fan might be confused. But like if you've ever picked up like an arc of a comic book, there's all these moving parts and like every like just pick up a fucking arc of the Justice League. Like it's there's like all these callbacks. There's all these like heroes that they mention. There's all these villains that they mention. There's like there's like fucking like foreshadowing for future events there's like callbacks you have authors put notes to like see issue so and so for yeah (laughs) editors know like see so like it felt like an arc of the just league comic come to life that's what it felt like because it was just like here's this storyline there's all this history before this happened there's all this shit that they're hooking for the future and this is a this is a particular snapshot of this time period and of this arc and it's like okay you're just jumping in like you don't know what's going on before but you don't necessarily need that and so that's that that's yeah. what i was getting when i was watching it's like yeah there's all these moving parts there's all this shit happening but that's that's it's, comic books it's totally dude. Comics. that's that's it what is. comic books it's are continuity know? within continuity smashed into other continuity and oh i'll remember what i was gonna say you know how star wars is they're doing the anthology films i just want an entire film where it's like earth 2 or injustice and it's just everything like diesel punk diesel punk batman and like maybe you have like a ragtag like maybe you have like versions from um the post-apocalyptic future of like dc what's it called dc universe online where it's like like battle armored ragtag versions of like wonder woman and flash and like they're all fighting against superman and parademons like i want an entire film just about that oh i feel like it's coming man especially with that that scene with the flash i i feel like that's gonna be one of the future movies and like everything is like 
crazy and then you find out it's because something happened with the fuck maybe maybe jared jared leto's joker killed fucking lois lane just like injustice set off superman another thing is that i feel like this movie is is telling me directly that jason todd is the joker exactly like there's like like uh Bathlag, he throws away a line that like it, it's, it's like a, it's like a red flag too. he says he's talking to alfred he's talking to alfred and uh saying like like how jaded and how cynical he's become because you know after 20 years he's still he's not dead and like how there's no there's no there's no more true heroes in this world and he he straight up says um like in gotham city no one stays good for long so it's like and it's like yeah he said he said everyone's either dead or they're not good anymore which is crazy there's another scene that he says later there's another line that he says later on when he's in the he's in um the ruin the ruin wayne manor and he's like you know villain like criminals in gotham city are like weeds you pull one out and another one grows in its place. He fucking killed the Joker and Jason Todd took his place. Yeah. That's I'm I'm 100% behind this fucking thing. Like also t- tied to that like in, in that same scene he's he's like he's like pouring out his heart and soul to Alfred saying like I don't have a legacy. So it's like well that means he doesn't have sidekicks. He doesn't have like someone to pass on the mantle of the bat to he straight up says killing superman is going to be my legacy it's going to be the one last thing that my the wayne family can be proud of and it's like holy shit what happened to like dick what happened to tim what happened to jason where are all the bat where's the bat family it's like oh yeah, so that's... good yeah so and it's like the way he talks about the joker too to like clark is in the past tense i mean also uh Dick, Dick hates Batman after, after, uh, after whatever, and they, that's where they split up, and then uh, Jason dies and becomes Red like fucking psychotic, and before that he doesn't, he kind of doesn't have Tim yet. So, where's Barbara? <laughs> yeah, where's Barbara? <laughs> where is Barbara? So yeah, like maybe I, she's off with Grayson. Maybe this movie one hundred percent made me even more sure that whoever Jared Leto's Joker is, it's a Robin. It could be Tim Drake, it could be Jason Todd, but it's a Robin. And so I'm definitely getting like hints of that the the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker movie where the Joker turns Tim Drake into a little Joker kid. And Joker like, Junior, hell yeah, yeah, and and so that's I feel like that's where this is going like the joker fucked up jason todd or something and turned him into the joker and batman killed the joker and now that's the joker and he turned and that and robin joker turned harley quinn into harley quinn and so like it's it's just going it's like just a cycle which is crazy because the joker kind of has more of a legacy than batman does it's pretty sad it's pretty sad it's like it's like the karmic circle of like the most dramatic uh, it's like a karmic circle of dramatic irony it's awesome um yeah wow I, like after seeing this film like i was just uh, the future of dc or, or the future of dc cinematic universe is bright it's secure like they have a f- freaking strong foothold you know i think i think their fourth place 
right now at the moment uh, for like box office, like internationally. And it's only the opening weekend. Um, you know, I mean, this is, you know, it, it made so much bank. You know, it's going to be in theaters for like the next two months. It's going to, it's probably going to topple other records. And I'm so excited for that. And I'm so excited for Wonder Woman now. And I'm Suicide Squad and uh, Aquaman, everything. Like, just. Oh, just give me everything. It's, 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 and, um, going back to the end, or, I guess, like, the first Endgame, like, the equivalent of, like, Marvel's Infinity War, um, you know, another, another plot point that seems to indicate towards Darkseid is, um, when Lex Luthor is in the Kryptonian ship, um, the, he, like, sort of hijacks the AI and to respond to his genetic material and his command. So he acquires knowledge of like thousands and thousands of planets and solar systems. And at the end of the movie, Batman does his Batman thing. Like all the, he's, they're in prison. All of a sudden the lights go out and then Batman shows up right in front of Lex in the, in his prison cell. And he's like threatening him. And Lex Luthor, he's like, he was sort of unhinged, um, in like the first two, like first acts of the movie. But like in the third act, he's like really, really unhinged because he 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 knows things. So he keep he keeps on saying like, um, he's coming, he's coming, ding 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 ding. The bell's been rung. Like, yeah, he he's coming. he rang the bell. Now he's coming because because God is dead or whatever. Because Superman had been killed by doomsday so he's like yeah something's happening something's coming yeah it could be i I mean the most obvious choice is like dark side but it could be like mongol it could be brainiac Brainiac. exactly so it's crazy it's crazy um so yeah all in all like with broad strokes this movie was amazingly done i mean yeah um it has certain questions and concerns and problems but like when it yeah, comes it's not, it's not perfect yeah, when it comes down to it like i've I, I took a step back from myself and realized i'm just being really really nitpicky and that doesn't really matter in terms of the overall story which was really solid has a strong internal logic it was shot it was shot cinem- it was so beautifully shot like snyder knows how to you know paint a scene and i think my two biggest gripes if you could call it gripes um you know one more gal gadot more wonder woman and screw you guys for ever doubting her and for and for like making fun of her body image and like saying she's not perfect for wonder woman she was perfect so shut up she was awesome uh yeah and the same people who like doubted ben affleck as batman he he brought it he brought it and he fucking knocked it out of the park as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm and my my second point, like um, Chelsea, another um, awesome pal on our Facebook group, um, I was talking with her about uh, the movie, and um, you know what I I really loved in this movie? I loved Mercy, Mercy Graves, like Lex Luthor's personal assistant, and like in the in the TV show, she wears the chauffeur outfit and she beats people up, and she has like a, a rivalry with Harley Quinn. Uh, she was played by. Um, Tao Okamoto, and she was the the lead who played alongside 
uh, Hugh Jackman in the the Wolverine movie, not the Wolverine Origins movie, but the other Wolverine movie, and I like me and Chelsea went through this amazing headcanon of like what would happen if Mercy didn't die, because like in in the in the movie like Mercy gets killed off in like a really sucky way, and uh. Okamoto, she's an amazing actress. She killed it, and I was just wondering, like, oh my god, what if like Mercy could be like the Phil Coulson um, in this DC universe, except like she liaises with villains instead of heroes for, uh, on behalf of Lex Luthor and acts as his right hand man, and maybe like in the future movie, Mercy like single handedly uh, like breaks into prison and breaks Lex out. Oh, that'd be so cool. I, 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 that's like, I wish, I mean, a lot of people died in this movie, but I wish she wasn't one of them. Like, uh, she was so cool, and, you know, she's, yeah, I, repping, repping a really, really awesome fan-favorite character of mine, you know, because I, I love the Superman animated series, and Mercy was a, she was a, like, sh her relationship with Lex Luthor in that series was just amazing. They had, like, this snarky push and pull type of behavior like she's not afraid to stand up to him and like to call call him out and i would have loved to see more of that uh and on screen but you know it what's happened happened unless like through some dude's ex machina like she somehow survived but i think that's highly unlikely <laughs> yeah so all right yeah uh, you you want to wrap it up chris you want to well i'm not hosting this week though <laughs> No, um, I meant I didn't mean like the show. I meant like the Batman vs Superman stuff. You want to like say any last thoughts oh, about it before we? Um, like I mean, you said it. Be, you you stated before perfectly. Like don't like don't rely so much on the critics, uh, or even even to or even like the opinions of your friends because everyone's taste is a little bit different. And you know, just watch the film. Make up your own mind, make your own decisions, or make your own judgments, but at least give it a chance. And, you know, I I try to limit the amount of, of reading and consumption of all, all this negative vitriol. Like, it's, 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 com it's, it's comedic at how insanely charged and cathartic, like, this criticism is and you know i just ignored that i wanted i'm not i wasn't i mean i would i i i've been waiting for this movie for a long time like i was waiting for this movie before i knew it, it was gonna happen and it was perfect and it, i i cried and i i was just uh it was I, w I i just felt like a little kid and it was great and you know i would definitely see it again um you know take my money warner brothers you know put it into a piggy bank and put into you know that anthology film put into Aquaman and Suicide Squad, and you know the next the next Batman standalone film, which apparently like uh, Ben Affleck is doing a lot of writing on it. So nice. that's so that's gonna be really awesome. So uh, yeah, I, I I give Batman vs Superman like uh, um like four and a half out of five bananas. Just for I mean, there's always room for improvement, but like. Uh, there was like some things I was a little bit off and like a little bit bothered by, like, like I was ex I I was surprised by like how many times like Batman pretty much you know ran someone over with the Batmobile or straight up used P 
pistols and shotguns, but like I mean again, this is a more darker Exactly. You're like scared Batman. Yeah. Exactly. And like it going back to like the internal logic of the movie, it makes sense cuz like this Batman, he's unhinged, he's reckless, he's like at his wit's end. So it makes sense. Um but yeah, how about you? Man, so like when I was th- I was thinking about it and I think this this movie is the movie equivalent of a plate of chicken wings. Because <laughs> if you ever eat, if you ever ate a ch- plate of chicken wing- wings, it's like it's messy. It's like it's all over the place. <laughs> you, you, like you, you look kind of stupid enjoying it because you, you got the shit all over your face when you're eating it. But you know what? Fucking chicken wings are delicious. I love chicken wings, right? So like, I, it gets really messy. But you know what? You wash your hands afterwards and you're fine. Right? <laughs> you, you're nice and clean, right? So it's like, yes, Batman versus Superman is a little messy. It's not perfect. There, it's a little disjointed in the beginning. But it's it's definitely worth the price of admission. It's definitely a delicious treat if you stick with it and and you don't have to worry about it when it's over you just wash your hands and move on you know it's it's it was i had a lot of fun um it's it's very it's very drama heavy it's very plot heavy it's very dialogue heavy it's like it's almost like the polar opposite of a marvel movie marvel is like very happy and like you know like they're jokey and like it's very kid friendly or whatever and then this one's like heavy and it's like dark and it's a little depressing and the ending was kind of sad because the whole ending is fucking Clark's funeral. You know, like, he's dead. And they, they bury him. And the final scene is, like, Lois Lane puts dirt on Clark's coffin. And right before you cut to, to the credits, it, they pull, like, an X-Men 2 fucking ending. Where it's, like... Or X-Men 3, where it's, like, dirt. And then all of a sudden, you get one frame of the dirt, pick, like, going anti-gravity. And then it's black in the credits roll. So it's, like, they're setting up the return to Superman. And it was it was it was a great movie. Like the beginning was a little slow, but I I loved it and and I would definitely see it again. And I'm very excited to see the R-rated cut when it comes to Blu-ray. And yeah, I'm I'm you definitely have to make up your own mind. If you like Batman, if you like Superman, if you like DC, if you like Wonder Woman, I feel like you should give it a shot. If you if you like the animated um, DC stuff, this is in the same vein, you know. It's, see, I don't I don't like Batman. I don't like Superman. I don't like Wonder Woman. But... <laughs> But I'm I still going to see this goddamn love movie. Wonder Woman in this film, like, and like, I think, I think Superman will grow on you. Um, I just feel that like every time I see Diana in something, she's really douchey and like stuck up, and she's cool in this movie. Yeah, and she's definitely, she's definitely a cool character. And, and I think I would definitely like to see myself as the Flash. Do you know what was really cool? Jeremy Irons, Alfred. Yeah, he was a cool Alfred. I liked his portrayal of Alfred. You know what's scary? I like Alfred more than I do. Batman. What well, you'll then you'll love this Alfred. He's similar to the Alfred on the Gotham TV show, where he's like former like MI5. Oh, I love the Alfred on Gotham. Yeah, like he's really snarky and he's like really capable. Like he he knows how to like Alfred. Like he single handedly like built like entire sections of Batman's armor and like the Batmobile. And, well, and then again, I, Alfred he, Alfred also does take the Batman toll at one point, so... Mm-hmm. Alfred's the fucking man. Yo, I just want a Wonder Woman and Alfred movie. Just They just team up, <laughs> and, like, and like Alfred Alfred is just, just chilling with her on, on her amazing plane, and he's just being super snarky and and they're just taking out like i don't know scimitar or like some minotaur alien beast 
it'd be awesome. Just two and a half hours of just just them just riffing off each other, because they uh like oh my god like Jeremy Irons he's just snarky and he his wit and his performance like he has such an intense gravitas and and like the that one line from the trailer where he says like all it takes is all it takes is like a tragedy where it turns good men cruel like that delivery was like oh spine tingling it was great it's awesome yeah so yeah man like i i'm gonna say like if i got to put a number to it three and a half four out of five like i probably closer to three and a half like i i really love this movie but i do acknowledge that it's not it's not perfect but it's it's above average in my mind and i and i really enjoyed it and i definitely recommend it if you're a dc fan to see it and don't listen to the haters make up your own mind well said guys so Andy, I'm really excited. I'm really excited f- for you to watch it, so you can like just. Oh, definitely! I can't. I can't us. wait. Tuesday cannot come fast enough. I mean, it can also not come at all if it doesn't want to, because <laughs> I have work Wednesday. But <laughs> <laughs> completely different fact. But yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, that was pretty much our DC extravaganza. <laughs> our DC comic special. Uh, we weren't planning it just happened this way thank you guys for listening it was supposed to be a just, short episode it's like two hours in yeah that's not it never happened. what is short yeah what is um short? thank you guys for listening yeah <laughs> <laughs> go watch batman versus superman go watch that yeah, shit let us know it. how what you thought of it and yeah all all opinions are are respected. So if you hated the movie, that's okay. Just you know, give us your argument, give us your reason. And go and, enjoy you know, me as the Flash. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Andy, get get them royalty checks. Movie gets ten out of ten for that shit. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. You can catch us on supernerdpals.com, or you can get us at Facebook on facebook.com slash group slash supernerdpals. You can get us all on our individual Twitters. Mine is at SweetJustice1. I'm at Stan Doom. I'm at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. Or you can get us all on Twitter at uh, SuperNerdPals. And also please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Um, give us a good reading. That helps other people find us. And uh, tell your friends. One last thing. It's almost April 1st. You know what that means? It's the first Friday of April, and another episode of Anime's Weird is coming out. And it's a secret. You gotta, you have to wait for the actual day to find out what we're doing. But I promise it'll be worth it. Dun-dun-dun. It's so worth it, it. We had a lot of fun oh, recording it. Oh, hell yeah. We had a lot of fun watching it, too. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> it was good. But yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Peace. Catch you next week. Chicken legs. Where's the bat? Back off, man. I'll waste it. Believe me, I'll do it. I believe you. Figured I had all night, boss. <laughs>